There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode 7 of season 3 of Winona Earp. Squee and cry. God, you guys are killing me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's like they sit in the room going, let's see, we need to build them up and make them happy and then tear them down. Right. Rip your heart out. Yes. All right. So before we talk about how they (laughs) twisted that knife, let's jump into some ratings news. All right. Episode seven brought in a 0.13 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.502 million viewers making it the 46th overall cable show for the day. So less viewers, but came up higher in the ratings. So so weird. So yeah, weird. More people must have not been watching <laughs> uh, any other shows on cable that night. I guess. <laughs> and oh my gosh, you got a live plus seven. Yeah. I was completely and utterly shocked when I saw that up. It's been what, months since yeah. we had that? Yeah, it's almost a, a monthly thing now for one week instead of <laughs> all four weeks. But the Live Plus 7 for Episode 5 tied for first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.1 to a 0.3 for an increase of 200%. Incredible. Yes. Yeah, maybe people are just been kind of late to the show. I don't know. I know a lot of people have been talking about, oh my gosh, they were binging it. It's great. And I realized when this one was going on, there was multiple cons happening. And And the week the long weekend yes but the whole crew for winona was on... was up at one of the cons yeah and so again they had a big viewing party damn it i'm never in the right place right but they were up in canada and a couple of our friends were up there so that's awesome and a few people were down at dragon con too you know some pretty big cons happening so yes and yes like you said the long holiday weekend which we both worked, but you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a holiday. So let's jump in because this was like all over the place. And it's funny because it kind of starts in the same place that I was talking about last week. Right. So episode seven, I fall to pieces. You know what? Side note, are all these episodes this season songs? Yeah, it sure again? seems like it. <laughs> and it's like all country songs, which I don't remember them all being country songs. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Somebody, probably Fred, can let us know if I am wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. we Jolene and I fall to pieces definitely fall into that category. Right. Now I feel like I have to go back and double check because <laughs> I swear they were all country songs by female artists, too. All right. All right. I fall to pieces. Lady Luck seems to have abandoned Winona and Nicole when an errand for Nedley goes terribly wrong and Mama discovers Doc's secret. Okay. I just want to address that last little sentence there. (laughs) It seems like 
she just knew. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know what's going on. Is Mama like, I don't know, a precog? What's going on? Well, She seems to know a lot of stuff before anybody even says anything. Right. And if Winona had filled her in on Doc being losing his immortality, and then all of a sudden Kate shows up as a vampire, you kind of put two and two together and you come up with five and Doc is now a vampire. See, I don't know. I didn't think I was not making that jump. Now, obviously, after last episode, I was upset at the end of this episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. But <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen. Right. And then with the preview that they showed us, yeah. I'm really confused. <laughs> so obviously, we'll get to that. So let's start at the beginning at the fire station where none of the people who were the brotherhood are there. What's up with that? Right. They must Please have, explain. Yeah. Doc must have run them all off. But they were the only fire guys. So really, the entire department just up and left, and we got all new guys? I feel like that's really a big stretch. (laughs) Let's see. I don't think that's quite the big stretch. I think because they were the Brotherhood, I think once the leader went out, it was, okay, let's go back to our lives. Uh, It just seemed weird. Yeah. It is strange, that's for sure, but yeah, there's we got a whole new fire department in Purgatory. Yeah, and kind of weird, too, that uh, Winona and Charlie, apparently they're having a tryst here and there, and in one of the fire trucks. Yeah. Okay, hey, you do what you gotta do. I'm not faulting you that, even though I don't trust him. But, I mean, they're just out there, and all the guys are there. It's not like nobody's in the firehouse. Exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't you have been better off him coming up to the homestead? Yeah. You would at least had some privacy. Because then they get interrupted. Well, not actually interrupted. (laughs) No. (laughs) Fortunately, they they were not caught, but... (laughs) Yeah, because they hear Nicole's voice. Because her and Waves are out there passing out donuts and coffee for support for Nicole to become the next sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, so bad timing all around. Yeah, and of course, Charlie's going, what did I do wrong? Right. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I guess my known as a bit of an exhibitionist, but hey, like I said, whatever floats your boat, I guess. But not with Charlie, because I don't trust him. Right. I don't trust him a little bit. I'm a horrible person, I guess, and maybe, maybe I'll trust him. But if any of you guys listen to when Steve and I ever talked about Orphan Black, even though we were on two different podcasts. Right. I didn't trust Delphine to the last episode, and I was still <laughs> side-eyeing her. So, Charlie, you probably have no hope. So, Right. But anyway, let's bring it back. <laughs> Winona does, as she said, the walk of shame right out of the fire, fire truck. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the weirdest thing to say. And asks Waverly for a ride home. It's like... I loved it because Waverly's like, uh, she just keeps smiling and she's like, I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about Doc? It's like, that wasn't a thing. Well, you got a baby, so it's kind of a thing. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. It at least was a one-time thing. And <laughs> I think everybody was feeling all the sexual tension and heat between you guys for two seasons. Yes. So I think it was a thing. Yeah. and unfortunately doc's been busy vamping it up with kate and he wakes up and realizes that bullshar's ring is now burning him now did you realize that was the ring right away 
No. Okay, because right, uh, just when he is like, "Oh my god, it burns! It burns!" and I'm like, "What is burning? Uh, right. Is it the sun?" Because we've seen Kate down in it. I didn't right. know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, I didn't notice it was the ring. I just knew it was his hand, and I just figured it had to be the ring because he ain't gonna take that damn thing off unless right. he has to. <laughs> and now he has to. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but Kate seemed a little too happy. Oh yeah, absolutely, she did. And when she happens to say that, oh, we're now linked, or she says, it was something specific, like, oh, the ring is Bullchars and it's rejecting you, and now we're linked forever. It's like, okay, why are you bringing up Bullshar and being linked in the same sentence? Again, I'm like, wait a minute, is she meaning those two, or Doc now is linked to Bullshar somehow, and she kind of tricked him into it, which I still think she tricked him into it. Yep. So, I don't know. What did you think with that? Well, I think it was more on her level than Bolshar's. She's wanted this since she found him alive. So, they can be together forever now. No. Those two, no. It's not going (laughs) to last. And they'll probably vamp each other out. (laughs) They're going to just like, it's not going to be sexy mist. It's going to be like angry mist or something happening with those two. It'll be... (laughs) Instead of, uh, what was it, Passion Pink, it'll be Blood Red. Right? (laughs) Oh, and let's talk about Nedley. I loved it because watching this scene play out, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, it's like the TARDIS. Yeah. (laughs) It's bigger on the inside. Because behind a bookshelf, right next to a window, they're moving the bookshelf, and there's a secret, like, vault. And Nedley's like, okay, this is where I keep a lot of stuff that I thought might be supernatural from all the old cases that I closed and squirreled stuff away. You guys need to go through and look at it. But I'm trying to figure out, because that went back kind of far. Yeah. Because <laughs> it looked like on the other side was like the, and not the reception, but I guess the waiting area. Right. Like, where the hell did that broom come from? <laughs> it doesn't look like it belongs there. No. <laughs> I'm like, did somebody not, like, move the picture over? I don't know. It was weird. And there's a lot of strange stuff. Of course, Winona being a smartass, she's like, ooh, do I get to see your weird sex cave? It's like, (laughs) first of all, do you want to see Nedley's sex cave, Winona? Yeah, really. It was funny. just a closet. (laughs) Right. It just seemed out of place, didn't it? Like, just position-wise? Yo, absolutely. Okay. It wasn't just me. No, no. It did look like. It should have been probably on the other wall. Right, where which, we did, couldn't yeah, see what was outside or right, you know, outside of it. Right. Yeah, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but that's a really thick wall between the rooms, I guess. Who right. knows? <laughs> but Nedley, as he's telling Winona and Nicole go through this and you got to check, he's also telling her, all right, listen, to get city council sums up for the sheriff appointment, you pretty much need Bunny. Yeah. Really? I'm just thinking this is probably bad because she just, I don't know, how many people are named Bunny that are going to be just really laid back? Right. (laughs) That's basically what I was thinking. And apparently she likes to throw her weight around. Big surprise. Yeah. So they're trying to clean out this little closet while they're trying to figure out some kind of game plan. And Winona gets pissy because Nicole's like, I want your help. Can you help me do this? And she's like, uh, he only set this up so we'd work together. Okay, then freaking work together. But instead, 
Winona starts throwing stuff out. She's like, garbage, garbage, crap, crap. Nothing's going to help us stop Bolshar. And then they kind of grapple over a couple items. And what happens? Yeah. <sighs> they throw one and it's a mirror and it breaks. And something else breaks. And we don't know what the heck it was. Right. And it's like, great. I'm sure this is not going to be good. If it's a possibility of some supernatural thing, maybe you should have paid attention. Right. So you have to wonder exactly what the hell broke. Right. And I'm thinking, great, mirror, what's trapped in it? Because if you remember back when dolls had that weird mirror, there was something in it. Right. And that's what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Is it some weird spirit like dolls had? Right. Yeah. There was no telling what could have come out of that mirror. No. Because when it happens, they kind of do a flash to some weird, I don't know, like just building. It wasn't even a building. It was like a shack, shed, right. whatever. Yes. It kind of blows up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. What the hell oh, is right. this? Right. <laughs> what Great. did you two do? <laughs> wah, wah. What's going to happen? So of course, Winona heads out and goes to Shorty's where she finds Nedley, who's not drinking, but Winona convinces him to have some anyway, even though it's 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. And he suggests that she goes easy on Nicole and that Nicole and her have more in common than Winona thinks. Nedley knows a whole lot more than he ever says. Yes, and we were finding out more and more every minute in this episode. Right. And I don't know what it is, why Winona seemed like such a petulant little brat in this one. It's like, what's going on? Obviously, you're releasing stress, so it shouldn't be the problem. I mean, are you still mad at Zach? Yeah. I think that's entirely the reason she's acting the way she's acting is that it's hurting her more than she's ever going to let anybody know that of what Doc did. So she's going to make everybody pay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So all this fun stuff is happening. Nicole's at her place doing a quick cleanup, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Because somehow I just don't see her being a slob anyway. And I love it because she... Grabs the Bible, looks at it, and she's like, oh, it can't hurt. Throws it on the coffee table. <laughs> Turns around, and there's Bunny. Okay, first of all, why would you just walk into somebody's house? Exactly. That's when, I, if I was Nicole, I'd have turned right around and marched her down to the jail and arrested her for oh. trespassing. Like, no, 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 no. And entering, whatever. Ah, that was just crazy. And then her little funky attitude. Yeah. Nicole's be nice. Oh, can I take your coat? Why? So you can rifle through the pockets? Does she look like she's going to rifle through your pockets? Right. She's the deputy. Somehow I don't think she's trying to get the loose change out of your pocket. No. And then she freaks out when she's seen the cat. Right. Calamity Jane returns. Yeah, we haven't seen her in a while. No. Daddy, that one was for you. Yes. <laughs> and then we see as she decides to pick up the cat and move her away from Bunny. That apparently Bunny is quite clearly a homophobe. Yeah, because she sees the picture of Nicole and Waverly together and she lowers it face down on the mantle. Oh, as she has a, that look on her face and she's like, disgusting. Right. I'm like, oh, I want to rip through this TV and slap you because that was just so annoying. I mean, ah, really? Yeah. <laughs> so right there, I think. Now first, granted. Basically, at this point, everybody knows that they're together. Right. But 
I don't, I know it's different with guys, but girls have like pictures like that all the time with their friends, like right. each other and everything. So other than the fact that, I mean, she'd have to know, right? If she's basically got her nose in everybody's business, which right. it seems like funny does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it could have been anything. And that's what made me mad too. It's like, really? Right. But now you know she's just got a bug up her butt. Yeah. And it continues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Does it ever? Because Nicole is trying very politely to talk to Bunny about this is why I'd make a good sheriff and I think it'd be great. And suddenly, what do we get? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, this woman, she's like, listen, I don't want this crap about costume parties and zoo animals. I want the truth because I know Nedley's been lying this whole time. And if you, you want to be sheriff, you, you need to tell me. And right there, I'm like, do you really want to know? Yeah. <laughs> she can lay a whole lot of knowledge on you. Yeah, you're about to get the crap scared out of you, lady. Right. Uh, she seemed like Nicole was going to tell her some things. Right. Absolutely. And then Winona bursts in. Which is probably way better. Because suddenly Bunny, though, is like, oh, I'm thinking of backing Winona for sheriff. What? <laughs> yeah, we what? all know. Everybody truly disliked Winona and basically they like tolerated her when they figured out kind of like uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer she was doing something for the town but nobody knew what right but except Buffy was popular and Winona not so much yeah <laughs> and I love that because Winona and Nicole look at each other like huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think so and then this is the little bomb that she drops well she's one of the original families and see, I'm, I have this inkling like, uh-oh, Bullshar keeps saying that. He's all set on the original families. Right. What if something's up with Bunny? Yeah. That was where I was going. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. What does yeah. this mean? What does this mean? Who is Bunny? And who is she working for? Yeah. I really did think that. And I, I was like, great. We're going to have a whole different storyline than I was thinking. She's yeah. not a monster. She's just one of those people... That act like they don't know, but she knows something. Right. But it turns out she really doesn't know anything. You know, because <laughs> Nicole pulls Winona into another room and they have this nice big argument about who should be sheriff and why not Winona. And of course, <laughs> Bunny's. I mean, she basically lives in like a studio. Yeah. It's pretty much, there's no walls. So yeah, it was kind of funny with that little argument. It's like, you're not hiding this from anyone. You know that, right? Yeah. But oh, while they're funny, arguing, funny. Bunny sees a face in the window and passes out. <laughs> yeah, because, it I mean, it wasn't a super creepy face, but just all of a sudden there's a face in the window. So, yeah, I guess that would have been a little freaky. It's yeah, like, ah, just a little. <laughs> you're going to faint? Yeah, and she screams ISIS. It's like, okay, seriously, you like, got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, when one. Nona and Nicole return. They find her on the floor, unconscious, and Calamity Jane on top of her. <laughs> I love that the cat's just sitting on her. Yeah. I, hmm. I wonder if she was digging her claws in or, you know, kneading her with her claws, just saying, <laughs> take that. You right. Cat like, hater. Oh, are you okay? Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it gets worse. It's like, uh oh. Now we start seeing the bad luck happening. Right. Cause because this Nicole's was the like, worst thing that could have happened. Right. Nicole's like, oh, God, she's allergic. Give me her purse. <laughs> I love the way I know it. It's like, so we're going to 
rifle through for money. No, <laughs> we're trying to find our meds. And Winona's like, oh, she's taking Oxy? Dude, focus. Yeah. So they, they get her her meds. I'm assuming it's some kind of allergy med because it wasn't an EpiPen. Right. They take her out to the car. They figure, okay, we'll get her to the hospital faster in the cruiser. Right? Right. Put her in the back. I thought she was going to slam her head, though. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> and they're fighting over getting the her purse again. And next thing you know, all these two frat guys decide to steal the police car. Really? Yeah. Okay. Of all things, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to pull a stunt. And it's stealing a cop car. Right. When there's only two or three in town anyway. So it's not right? like you're they're going to just hide the car somewhere. Come on, guys. Well, uh, apparently these guys, their what, party bus was pulled over in town? Uh, right. Okay, so you knew something was going to happen. Yeah. Because apparently you didn't get all the frat boys locked up with their drunken selves. Right. I just thought that seemed like a really weird thing to try to steal, especially with it being such a small town. I mean, you've seen how big the jail was. Yeah. But as they're pulling away, and again, you have somebody in the back who's screaming, and these guys don't even think anything of it. Right. What? You think at that point they would have been like, oh, crap, bail. Yeah. No. So they end up taking, Winona and Nicole take Bunny's car to try to follow (laughs) them. Uh, This was just weirder and weirder, because then they have to call the station, and Waverly and, and Jeremy are like, okay, well, we can track the cruiser. Crap. It stopped, but not in a good place. Right. Revenant Roadhouse, and it is not going to be good because when they get there, of course they can't get into the cruiser because it's locked. And, and then the key, the extra key breaks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you go, oh, this is one of those anything that can go wrong will go wrong days for these two. Right. And when they're in the roadhouse, it was just really funny. And I know this is bad, but. It was like, you look in and you see the frat guys tied up. Right. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? They kind of deserve it. Yeah. But where the hell's Bunny? Yeah. Oh, she's still in the car. car. Hysterically mad. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was calling them quite a few names. Yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, you're probably not going to be be real nice to Nicole. But we'll get back to that in a few minutes. Right. Because Doc is snuck into the Earp's barn, but is caught by Michelle. And what was he doing? It looks like he was looking for silver or something. I don't, right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he was looking I didn't understand that either, but let's see. What is silver used for? Is that something you can kill a vampire with? So if he makes yeah, sure I was he just gets thinking, rid of it, then he can't. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking, well, the only thing I know is like werewolves, but that doesn't make sense. No, we haven't seen a werewolf yet. We haven't seen those yet. (laughs) (laughs) What does Doc know? And then, well, Michelle decides, you know what? You need to take me around or I'm going to take your car. So choose. Oh, well, Doc ain't giving up his car. So he ends up taking her first to Warden Willow's grave. And it was kind of a sweet moment, but it was weird, too. Right. Like, I don't know, how, because all of a sudden Michelle's like, oh, yeah, she was a spoiled child, but she was my baby. And I'm like, wow. She just speaks the truth no matter what she, what it is. She doesn't have a filter, that's no. for sure. <laughs> and, yeah, she said, you know, how she wanted to leave, but she ended up pregnant, so she had to get married. And then when Julian arrived before Waverly was born, we find out Ward pushed Julian outside of the Ghost River Triangle. Ah. Okay, but that 
still doesn't make sense to me. Right. If he's an angel, that shouldn't have done anything. Right. So why couldn't he just walk back in? Yeah. Something it's not like he's up. a revenant where right. we've seen what happens to revenants. Yes. So I'm confused with that. Like, what What did you think? Because I didn't understand that at yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I It made no sense that Ward would push him out of the Ghost River Triangle, which wouldn't allow him back in. Now, it may have, and that's why Julian's been gone ever since, but I'm not 100% sure of that. Yeah, I, that just didn't make any sense to me. Right. And of course, Doc's like, how did you know that? She's like, well, Bobo told me right when I freed him. What? Yeah. <laughs> and right here, Doc, as all flabbergasted as he was, he was like how we all were. Like, why did you do that? And she's like, you shouldn't be making those kind of decisions. This is bad. He's been trying to kill your girls. And I love it because Michelle's like, well, I don't know who's going to stop me. What? Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't you want your kids safe? What is wrong with you? Right. But now I think about it. I'm still like, you shouldn't let him go. But I do think that no matter what, Bobo will try to save Waverly. Right. But still, he doesn't give a crap about Winona. No. <laughs> Not <sighs> at all. So, mama, mama, mama. Right. I mean, Doc does say that he'll, you know, he'll stop her if necessary. And she just kind of like smirks at him. Right. I don't like that smirk. <laughs> Take us back to the roadhouse. All right. At the roadhouse. Of course, the Revenants have got the frat guys tied up and trying to decide what to do with them. And Wynona and Nicole come in and tell the Reverence if they let the frat guys go, they can have a drinking contest. <laughs> you go, oh, no. Right. I, I think Wynona's got it wrapped up. Yeah. If Wynona and Nicole win, they can go. If the Revenants win, they can kill Wynona and Nicole. Yeah. Well, well she's like, Wait, what? yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Wynona's like, I didn't think that through. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So the frat guys are let go and warned to take Bunny to the hospital. Because you owe me. Yeah. Yeah. They at least looked frightened, which was good. Right. It's like, maybe they'll actually do this. Right. And we cut back to Jeremy and Waverly, who are kind of going over everything that's happened to Nicole. And Jeremy points out that it's been an awful, spectacular string of bad luck. And <laughs> Waverly goes, Eh, a little too unlucky to be a coincidence. So they wonder if the broken mirror is at fault. So they figure they might as well try to put it together. It can't hurt and it might help. Right. Yeah, it can never hurt. Yeah. Well, you you think. Yeah. <laughs> so back at the roadhouse, the drinking contest is on. And it's not long until Winona has won. And Nicole is thoroughly drunk off her ass. Yes. But, unfortunately, Winona has been caught cheating the whole time. Her beer was not a beer, but a way to spit out each shot. As she was doing it, all I thought of was Coyote Ugly, and then she's like, I learned it from Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie, <laughs> Drunken Nicole says. <laughs> and, of course, the Revenants get highly upset and are about to attack, so Winona pulls Peacemaker on them, and... Her and slobber-knockered Nicole scurry out of the bar. <laughs> she was so drunk. Yes. And, of course, they run into the woods, still bickering with each other. And the Revenants finally catch up to them. And believe it or not, they actually do pretty well taking them on together. Even with Nicole as drunk as she is. 
when they're working together, it works great. Right. And I'm like, oh, here's Nudley's lesson right here. Yes, it is. And then just as they're attempting to dispatch the last revenant, the gnome demon does it for them. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) All of a sudden, it's like, you owe me a wife. What? Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, I was thoroughly confused. Yeah. And, yeah, I I just don't see either Winona or Nicole as gnome wife material. Exactly. <laughs> but back at the station, we have Waverly and Jeremy finishing taping the mirror back together with double-sided tape. Right. But that doesn't do anything. No. And suddenly, Winona and Nicole come running in, and in comes the gnome. But we don't know who it is. No. Because he's just screaming, you owe me a wife. And they're trying to say why the other one would be a great wife. And I love it because Nicole, I'm sorry, Waverly and Jeremy are like, and they skirt like through one room and around as they're watching this happen. (laughs) It was just kind of amusing. They're like, something else had a break. What is it? And they go and they look and they figure out, okay, it's a gnome. Well, let's put this back together because this isn't the only thing. And oh my God, it was, it was amusing. Especially when all of a sudden they find, like, the boobs. Right. And Jeremy's like, I'm not touching that. That's harassment. <laughs> okay, seriously, dude? It's a ceramic gnome. It's a lawn gnome, Jeremy. Come on. <laughs> so they put it together, and then suddenly it, like, goes all back into one piece, which right. is great. And then all of a sudden he turns around and is ignoring Winona, and Nicole is like, oh, and I can't remember the name. Right. But he, like, hugs <laughs> hugs his gnome wife and walks hugs away. It's like. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, this has to be one of the most outrageous <laughs> demon get rid ofs that we've ever seen. <laughs> she didn't even have to, you know, shoot him. No. I loved it because they they were both like, I don't know. I don't even know what to think. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to Kate's place and we see Doc going through apparently mementos of Kate's. I'm like, what is he doing? I didn't know if he was just looking through her stuff to really figure out what it was like to be a vampire or what. Right. Yeah, I don't know if he was looking for something or not, but I think he found what he needed to find because, yeah, they were all mementos of the people she's killed. Right. Yeah, and Kate seemed kind of ticked off. Yeah. It's like, well, you're not sharing your information. Maybe this is what he needed to see, and maybe he's going to try to find a way not to be a vampire then. You can hope. I hope so. But Kate seems to realize that Doc is somehow helping Winona, and, well, jealousy rears its ugly head. Yeah. And I was kind of pissed. (laughs) She's like, she'll never want you now that you're a vampire. It's like, oh, you bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. And Doc just is like, I can be better because of Winona. And she's like, hmm, but I love you when you're craptastic, basically. Yeah. It's like, that's the only time you guys worked is when things were bad. You both said that. Right. So, so why? Right. <sighs> and mama, 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 what are you doing? Yeah. So Doc does take the pistol and the other loot that he scrapped together to Michelle, who's preparing to leave town to find Julian. Yeah. What's this about? Yeah. You're doing what? Right. You just came back and you're leaving. This is going to go over well. Right. And that the girls will not forgive you for skipping town. Oh, yeah. And this is what threw me. And she's like, 
I'm not going to let a vampire lecture me on love. It's like, what? How did you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, nothing seems any different. No. I mean, really, I, I don't understand. Right. And you go, hmm, all right, Michelle, what are you not telling us? Right. There's got to be something in her bloodline as well, I think. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Because if by chance that Jolene and Waverly were twins and Julian was the angel, then Jolene got her part from somebody else and it wasn't Julian, so it had to be Mama. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Good one. (laughs) Yeah, Willa didn't turn out so well. Winona Part has of that her was moments, Ward. yeah, and but Waverly's always been the the angel, that's for sure. But hmm, gotta make you wonder a little bit. It does. Uh, let's go back to the police station. Yeah, and a recovered bunny goes to see Winona at the station. Oh yeah, because she's not one of us. Right. She is different. An okay, outsider. really, lady. Yeah, and. Winona basically sits her down and sets her straight on the cult. I like this. Oh, especially absolutely. Because she's like, you think you want to know, but you really want to know what goes bump in the night, basically. Yeah. She's like, because I can send all of them and their friends, because I know you've seen something. Yep. And yeah. Bunny kept saying, I didn't see anything, I just fainted. It's like, huh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you fainted will be ten times worse. <laughs> Unless you back Nicole. And I loved it because randomly she's like, it was a dream. Like when I'm on the ship with a bunch of shirtless Portuguese guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. And when it was just like, okay, awkward. Maybe you need to book a trip. Yeah. But uh, for now, you're going to go ahead and back Nicole. Yeah. And she but- goes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and scurries on out the door. Yes. As quickly as she can. Yep. And of course... Winona looks up, and Nicole's standing there. How much did you hear? Every bit of it. Right. You know what? Sometimes that's needed. Yeah. And then Winona pulls out the picture that Nedley gave her. Oh, she found of Nedley. Right. Yeah. That's right. Because she had asked Nedley about it. She showed him, and he didn't say anything one way or the other. Well, because first she was just making fun of him because it was like young Nedley. Right. But it turns out... Somebody else is in that picture. Yeah, a very young Nicole. And it turns uh, out that Nedley is the one who saved Nicole from the massacre when she uh, was a child. And you Yeah, go, he kind of collected her because he does, because they talk. And right. she does, you know, he says, well, you got yourself into that boat. Right. So it's like, as a child, she was even super strong, you know, enough to do this. Right. And, oh, my God. So they've been kind of connected since she was little yes and it's kind of crying right it just breaks you know (laughs) your heart's just tears are rolling down your eyes and it's a beautiful scene and nedley and nicole play it perfectly because he basically kept his eyes on her as she grew up and he was so happy when she joined the police academy that he was going to make sure she was under his watch when she got out. Yes. Especially when he throws the, you're like a daughter to me. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) the tears. And then he was like crying. So it's like, you know, you have this heartfelt moment and it would just kind of threw me when they show his face and like, he's crying. And so I'm like, 
oh my god, he's like throwing all this emotion in. Stop it. Right. <laughs> and then we turn around and go back to the homestead. Oh god. And we see Winona entering and finding Wayne Waverly crying. Because Michelle left her a note telling her that she left to find Julian. Yeah, I was kind of pissed with this, though. Really, you're not even going to tell them. Right. Just leave them a note. Right. And, I mean, there's a lot happening, and they, they talk for like a minute, and Winona sees a note for herself. Right. And next thing you know, she's standing outside, because Doc's out there. And he gives her Bullshard's ring, which, if you noticed, he had in like a napkin or right. a, yeah. something. something that wouldn't touch him. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, you spent the day with my mom. It's like... Okay, right there, Doc, you should have known something was up. Yep. Yeah, I loved it. And she, what's it? Doc's like, yeah, I, she treated me like her. Uber. Well, he didn't say Uber. He's like, <laughs> Uber or something. And she's like, no, Uber, you're saying her wrong. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, well, what did she say? And he's like, not to trust you. Why shouldn't I trust you, Doc? What does mom know? Right. And of course, Doc's like, she freed Bobo. Now, you know, she's a little ticked off about that but she's not gonna let that sway what she's trying to find out no and oh man i'm gonna cry but i noticed like you need to tell me you need to talk to me what happened and he's just starting with you refused me and she slaps him and he's like oh i i can't remember exactly what it was you're running out of road right and she kind of slaps him again and doc's getting angry and then suddenly, like, when she slaps him a third time, his eyes go all crazy. Yeah. And did his fangs show? I don't remember. Because he kind yeah. of, like, hides his mouth. Then. Well, yeah. he. You didn't really see the fangs, but you could tell that they were on the way out. His and mouth that's was, why yeah, he the teeth was morphing. Right. And then, oh, God, as we're already crying. Yeah. She's crying, and she's like, what about Alice? What about our daughter? I was like, uh, the twisting, twisting the knife. What would she say if her she found out her father sold his soul? Because you wanted your damn immortality so bad. And then this was hard because Doc tried to protest a little. Right. And basically, my Nona was having none of it. No. And she's like, one good thing about you being a vampire. And I almost didn't make it. Yeah. What was it? John Henry, you are no longer welcome in my home. And he, you know, as she starts to say it, he's like, don't do this. Yeah. Because he knew. Yes, absolutely. He knew what was coming out of her mouth next. Oh. Yeah. It was so heart-wrenching. And she goes inside and closes the door, and he's just standing there crying. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> why? This is really bad because I was already, I had a cold. Right. So. As I'm watching this, and I'm, like, just crying, I'm like, why does that make sense? And, of course, my husband's like, are you okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the other room, and he comes in, and he's like, is it more than a cold? Are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, it's so sad. Like, what happened? And he's like, oh, okay. And he just turns around and walks away. <laughs> it's, oh, man. And I don't know how they're going to fix this. Right. Absolutely. This is, I don't know. I, it's like everybody is separated right now. Right. Except Jeremy. And Jeremy is, uh, I don't know if he's going to be enough glue to hold them together. Right. 
Yeah, seeing that he was the last one to join the group, I kind of doubt it. It's going to have to be Waverly and Nicole that keeps everybody together, I think. Wow, I don't know. You know how bad I want dolls right now? Yeah. <laughs> dolls would or be Hadley. able to do something. Oh, it was rough. So, Steve, did we get any feedback on this episode? Oh, we sure did. Our best friend from the Netherlands, Fred, gave us some feedback. So let's take a listen. Hello, fangirls old podcasters. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Winona Herb, Season 3, Episode 7. I record this feedback on the 15th of October. And because I'm currently in San Diego for a genetics conference, I record this with my laptop microphone. So the quality can be a little less than usual. I just spent three marvelous days in Minneapolis at the Urpapalooza fan convention and met, for instance, Emily Andrus, the showrunner of Winona Earp. Bo Smith, the guy who originally made the Winona Earp comics, Tim Raisin, so Doc Holliday, uh, Michael Eklund, so Bobo, Catherine Burrell, Dominique Provost Chalkley, being Waverly, Greg Lawson as Natalie, and Mama Earp, Megan Fellows, which of course was all very, very special. But I will talk about that separately as a kind of special reporter for sci-fi talk. Okay, about episode 7. I hadn't expected Julian to survive, and even having an ongoing relationship with Winona. Although she sees it uh, obviously more as friends with benefits. Very funny is how they all look uh, when Winona and Julian are coming out of the truck in the fire station. And Winona is saying, just an adult woman with an adult woman needs leaving a fire hall. Later when they walk away, Waverly, let me guess, you need a ride. And Winona, I had a ride. I need a nap. And a ride. Waverly, so you and Doc are not a thing anymore? Winona, we were never a thing. And I haven't seen him for a week. And then we get a very nice scene switch to Doc and Kate on the floor in front of the fireplace. And then the ring starts to burn, and Doc says, Burns like a mother. I don't know if that's a regular U.S. expression, but I found it a little strange. I really like Chantal Riley in her role as Kate, and I hope she will stay around until the end of the season, and hopefully even beyond that. I know her from Frankie Drake Mysteries, a female-driven Canadian version of Murder Mysteries which is currently airing its second season. I liked how Nicole is trying to please Bunny Loblo and failing in that and the big role that Calamity Jane played in it. I also love the interaction between Doc and Mama Herb. Mama says to him, you shouldn't sneak around when there is a gun toting a mental patient on the loose. Doc, well, I thought we were friends, Mama says. You build right in the middle of my Christmas fest. You find my Brussels sprouts offensive? Also very nice played is the interaction between Winona and Nicole emptying uh, Natalie's secret uh, evidence locker. And Winona calling Nicole deputy dipshit. I was a little less enthusiastic about Jeremy and Robin taken by the Revenants and the whole bar stuff. Best quote from the episode... Winona to the gnome. She would make a great gnome wife. She's beautiful and 
annoyingly noble, and I know she's great in bed. Of course, my house has very thin walls. And this was very funny, uh, certainly in combination with how drunk Nicole looks at Venona after she hears this. Horrible ending of the episode, Winona rejecting Alice's father. And will we see Mama Herb back? And if yes, when then? And with or without Julian? That was all for now. Greetings, all the best. Fred from the Netherlands. Sorry, no, Fred from San Diego. Bye. Yeah, Fred, I don't think anybody really expected Julian to survive, but that was some luck when they came out of the uh, fire truck. Oh my gosh, the entire building turning around looking. It's like, and I love the picture that Fred sends to us because it's even got the one girl stopping like mid-bite on her donut. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's just got to be kind of embarrassing, so. Yeah, and asking uh, <laughs> Waverly for a ride. Right, it's like, well, okay. And yeah, interesting change of pace when we flip over to the fireplace scene. And okay, so I don't know how to say this without saying what it is that's kind of a short version for swearing different word yeah (laughs) mf if you know what i mean otherwise we can always just send it to you in email because yeah i swear on this but not that much right yeah so yeah so (laughs) it's not that unusual but i understand if that's not something you're really aware of that it it would be kind of confusing And uh, Chantel, yes, we. I am liking her. I didn't want to like her. I really didn't. Right. Because I'm like, great, what's she going to do? Is she going to do something horrible? And she's a vampire. And, well, she did kind of do something horrible, but I don't know. I like her, but I don't, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, the more and- we get into her backstory, it's hard not to at least understand where she's coming from. So. And yeah, Bunny was absolutely something else. Oh, God. <laughs> that woman needed a good hard slap in the face. And she kind of got it. <laughs> yeah, well, it couldn't happen to a nicer girl. Absolutely. And still loving Mama Earp and Doc. Yeah, I think they're going to be a fun pair. We'll see how long that lasts, though. Right. And yeah, the gnome was uh, <laughs> something else. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Really weird. That was not what I was expecting. No. So, hey, we got a, a new bad guy, but thankfully it didn't last very long because that was just weird. Because it's like, how are you going to defeat this gnome? So, thankfully, it was a short-lived bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, when they're both uh, trying to uh, convince the uh, the creature, I guess you call it, that the other would make the better wife for him, was that was hilarious. Yes, because the house does have very thin walls. Great. It does. (laughs) We've heard it. Mama's heard it. (laughs) Unfortunately, they're out on a ranch, so at least half the town hasn't heard it. (laughs) No, no. But the animals, if they've had any, probably have. Right. I'm frightened of who knows. And I don't really know if we're going to see Mama Earp back again or not. I feel like she has to come back, right? You would think. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. True. All right. Well, 
But thank you so much, Fred. As always, you're awesome sending this to us, taking time out of your crazy schedule. Yes. And we are so glad that you did get to make it over here for Erpalooza. And we're going to have a separate episode with your report. So look for that coming soon. And once again, thank you, Fred. Thanks, Fred. I was heartbroken. I want to know how you guys all feel. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. We want to know. Tell us on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, anything. Because this was crazy. And I was like, oh, this hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, while you're joy at- to heartbreak in a matter of seconds. And you just. Yes. <laughs> uh, <I> tweeted. <laughs> it's like joyful tears to like ugly sobs. Right. You're killing me. Emily. Uh, she me. is. Like I said, you know, she's just with their salt in her wounds at yep. this point. Yep. So while you're at it and. Hopefully you've recovered from this episode. If you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to check out the webpage, www.fangirlzone.com. You can find our contact links there and some various little things that we talk about, you know, cons and TV and movies and books. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. Are we finally going to get to see your sex cave? Well, it's more of a closet. And until next time.